Welcome to the Life Central Podcast. It is so good to have you come and connect with us again this week. We trust that this session will be helpful to you in your faith journey. Amen. Isn't he just our sure foundation? Wasn't those songs so amazing? You know, we say we sing all these lecker songs and they have such incredible, powerful meaning. But do we really live in the, in the truth of those songs? So I really pray this morning. I want you to pray with me this morning. Would you do that before I share this word? Come on, let's just pray together. Say, dear God, let's pray together. Dear God, would you open my ears to hear what your spirit wants to say to me? I'm open to listen now, in Jesus' name, amen. It's always such a joy to be able to be here with you guys. It, it really is a great honor. And it's just, this is such a joy about, the, about this family. Uh, no matter where you go in the world, eh? you know, when we've been in the States a couple of times, uh, no matter where you go, uh, it's, it's just an amazing family. Uh, an ordained family by God, a ministry that's put into place by God. And like I said, it wasn't a good idea, but it was a God idea. Amen. So God wants to do something very specifically this morning. Isn't that so good, eh? We got, uh, what is the warlords? What's the Lord of Where's my brother? From my Kapstad brother. Where's your brother? The one who owns that hardware. There he's sitting. There he's sitting. Yeah. So this morning I prepared this message for you. This is war, brother. <laughs> so, yeah, it's so good to have you guys here, man. And it's, thank you for coming. Amen. You see a few seats next to you open. You're no use to sit there. Get on the phone and phone them and say, we're missing you. Amen. Praise God. I really just believe uh, we've just come back from a trip overseas. And a lot of what I experienced on my trip um, birth this word that I'm going to share with you guys today. Um, who knows that there's this world's falling apart. We have the leftist woke people, and they're very anti, not religion, but Jesus. And I found that overseas. Man, nobody talks about anything. You can talk about Buddha, you can talk about Muhammad, you can talk about uh, Hindus, faith, everything. It's acceptable. Just don't talk about Jesus. The moment you even pr pronounce that name, their hair stand up straight. And there's a good reason for it, because demons tremble at the sound of that name. So as you're here, then you're not going to be lacquer with Jesus. And, and, and so I just realized that we, we're, in a, we're in a war. This is war. <laughs> and I hope you will realize this morning as I share this word with you, that you'll understand what I'm saying. Because every one of us in a war, whether we believe it or not, you're in a war. And I hope through, as I share this with you this morning, that you begin to understand this. Because it's time that the church, and this is the church, that we sit up and we take note of what's going on in the world around us. We cannot be ignorant about what's going on. The moment you you out there you know, people say Jesus is coming. I remember as a young guy, I got saved in 1975. 
You know, they always say that's when the Dead Sea was still critical. It wasn't dead yet. It's a long time ago. Been serving the Lord for all of these years. Up and down, up and down. And, and Pandach is ons aan brand vir Jesus. But, but in those years, I still remember as a, as a youth, every, every Sunday, we went to church Sunday morning, Sunday evening. Eh? Isn't it lekker? Imagine we open up a Sunday evening as well here. Yeah. We probably have four people here on Sunday. The Oaks are not like a committed anymore. It's sad. I'm telling you, this is the time we're living in. And I remember there after service, and then on a Sunday service, the pastor used to preach the fire and brimstone stuff. You know that stuff. I used to be care about 50 times a week. Eh? I was so bang, I don't want to go to hell. Eh? And then we used to say to one another, Maranatha. You know what that means? Eh? Jesus is coming. Maranatha. The Bible says proclaim it. And, and it's amazing. We said it a lot and we spoke about it. But you see, that's not even on, on, the, on the hearts of Christians. It's, it's crazy. We hardly think about it. We hear it. We see it. But ever, never has there been a time that there's been an acceleration for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. You really believe that? My, we'll have to shake it up a bit. <laughs> Listen to what, I just want to read the scripture to you because as I was prepping and praying this morning, this scripture, I just feel I want to share this with you uh, in the light of what I'm going to say now. But, but Paul, writing to Timothy, and it's not, a, unfortunately, it's not on there. We'll get to the scriptures now. now. Uh, 2 Timothy 2, verse 3 and 4, he says, take with me, he's encouraging the church to take with me your share of hardships and suffering. Take with me your hardships and suffering. Uh, not your best life ever, Hardships and suffering, hello. We all want the lack of stuff, eh? but we don't want to read the hardships and suffering. You see, that's why we took up the offering before I preached. Because we might have got less money after I preached. No, I'm only kidding. Okay, that was just a joke. Okay. He says, take your hardships and suffering, which you were called to endure. Listen, as good first-class soldiers of Jesus Christ. I love the way the Amplified says that. A first-class soldier. You're not a second-class soldier. God doesn't have second-class soldiers in his we behave like second-class soldiers, but we are first-class soldiers in, in the work of God. He says, no soldier when in the service gets entangled in the enterprises of civilian life. His aim is to satisfy and to please the one who has enlisted him. So, publicly speaking today, to say this, we are soldiers in an army fighting a fight. This is war. Amen? This is war. Listen to what Martin Luther said. There's the quote. He says, the loyalty of a soldier is proved in battle. You want to know somebody's loyal? Well, just see how he behaves in battle. You know, it might not be a, a drowning out a demon kind of battle, but it's just like I'm offended. I've got unforgiveness in my heart. You see, all of those things are war stuff. Things that are affecting us, things that are trying to neutralize us from being effective Christians. And so that becomes a problem. So how do you test to see if a soldier is good? How do you prove him in battle? Simply by one thing, by, by loyalty. You know what the church needs? A new injection of. Say with me, loyalty. We need a strong dose of loyalty if, in, in this world today. Jesus makes a statement in the light of what I said that this world is falling apart. And, and, and that's why I'm sharing where this is war. Listen, Matthew 24, 12. Jesus says this. 
because, of dis, because disobedience will expand. And I just want to stop to, to say this. Now, I'm not sure exactly which translation I took that from, but he says because of disobedience, because it's going to expand. So if there was disobedience, you know what's happening to disobedience? And he's talking to the church here, okay? It's going to expand. In other words, more people can disobedient to be I should say ongewis on that. better, no. It's going to expand, and it's going to expand. Because of disobedience, it's going to start expanding. And that's what Jesus warns. And you see, there's going to come a result of that. And listen to the result that he says here. He says, the love of many will grow cold. And he's talking to the church here. The love of many is going to begin to grow cold. Because there's a slackness that is taking over the church. And I'll show you and I'll prove that to you through Scripture this morning. Because people talk about it and we sang that. He's my foundation. I will build on this foundation. But we need to be consciously building on that foundation. That can not someone gebeur nie. Amen. You don't have to invite me back. I'll be back next week. Anyway. So. So I see this amazing scripture here in the book of Joel. And we see the condition of where Israel finds himself in. And God talks through the prophet Joel and he says this. And I want to bring this scripture relevant into our very day as I talk about this is war. Joel 3 verse 9. Listen to this. Proclaim this among the nations. I want to say this. We, Romans 1 16, I think that's what it says. We're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it's the power of God unto salvation. As yes, come for the evangelie. How, when last did you tell somebody that Jesus is Lord and that he loves them? When last did you tell somebody? You see, God says here, proclaim this among the nations. Stand out. We read it just now. You're a good soldier in the army. The Bible says in, I think it's 1, 2 Timothy 3 verse 4. 14, I think it's 14. He says, those who want to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. So I know I could come here this morning and tell you about grace and tiptoe through the tulips and how wonderful it is to serve the Lord Jesus. You know? But you see, we need to hear good stuff as well. This is good stuff because we need it. We need to be making adjustments in our lives to walk a victorious, overcoming life. Amen. You can't say amen. Really, we don't bang with that stuff. Proclaim this among the nations. Proclaim what? He says, prepare a war. What is he saying? It's in your heart. You need to be getting yourself ready for the things that are coming. Well, now, let me rephrase that. For the things that are already upon us. Amen. He says, prepare for war. How do you do that? Stir up the mighty men. How does Paul tell Timothy? Stir the fire that's in you, Timothy. God doesn't stir the fire that's in you. He's already put the fire in you. It always reminds me like, you know, Oros. You can for Oros. Dayani blame our cool drunk for the kinners. Oros. I dig that stuff. But if you leave it for a long time, the Oros starts to sink. And it's just dark orange underneath and white, the, the clear water. Until you stick something in there and you stir it, it becomes one color again. And it improves the flavor. What is he saying? He stir the fire. When you defeat, we can do it. This. Stoke the coals. Amen. I'm not. I'm not. 
Wasn't that a beautiful testimony? Because that's exactly what's happening with our lives. You know what? I mean, anyway, let me carry on over here. I'm going to get sidetracked here. He says, let all the men of war come near. Let all the men of war come. You see, we soldiers in the army, let us come near. This is the time to rise up. Amen, church. He says, let them come up. Let them come up because verse 10 says, let the weak say, I am strong. And that's why I didn't want to jump ahead of the knot in the wood. Because although it may be a weak spot, when God takes the whole concept together, let me tell you, the weak say, I am strong. Stop saying you're weak. Stop saying you can't because you can do all things through Christ. God has equipped us. We are anointed for this job. We are soldiers in the army of God. We need to be speaking about it because there's so many people that say to me, yeah, pastor, I'm here and I'm, I'm here to fight this fight. And like a rah, rah, rah. I want to remind you, Gideon, he took 30,000 dudes who said, we the mana. You know how many they ended up going to battle with? 300. Are you this morning part of the 300 or the 29,700? <laughs> Don't be gone. I want to be part of the 300. Not because it just sounds cute, because that's where God called us to. Amen. Praise God. May God fill up this place to the 6 and the 7 and the 800 again. Amen. Amen. Have you been praying for that? Because I tell you something, we're in a war. And the enemy is affecting people. Oh, the people are so touchy. People are so offended. Oh, can I get over yourself? I hope this is on a podcast. If you're listening to me, get over yourself. Come back to where God's called you, man. Hey, this is where we've been called to. Amen. Hallelujah. That's all I'm going to say about that. Proverbs 20 verse 18 says this. Plans are established by counsel. So make war only with wise counsel. It's time we get into the Word so the Word can get into us. So we're equipped for the war. That's what the Bible is saying to us. We need to go for, to God's counsel. We need to hear what the Holy Spirit says. I don't want to hear what a man says. I want to hear what the Bible says and what the Holy Spirit convicts in my heart. Because we can get so busy with the things of God and miss God completely. And we need to get the voice of God again. Because God's kingdom is about the Holy Spirit guiding us into all truth. If we're busy with other stuff, well, we're never going to do what God's called us to do. Amen. That's the truth. On our spiritual journey, there are many areas in our life that, that we come up and, and with a bit of a shortfall. And, and yes, there's two of them. We most, things we mostly overlook that God wants us to listen to today. And, and the, the trap that, that we generally fall in. And when I tell you I've been saved for many, many years, I've experienced this personally in my life, and I see it all of the time, especially when you're in ministry. Full-time ministry now, nearly going on for 23, well, it's 23 years, going for 24, where I've seen what I'm going to share with you today. So, I'm telling you something that I've experienced, and you're going to hear it. Listen, it's this. When all seems to go well in time of peace, time of experiencing blessings, when, good, when, when things are just fine, we tend to sit back and relax. We even take God's goodness for granted. As it goed gaan. Have I, have I seen it? I, I'm sure I've spoken to the, you about this or this pulpit before. Dan bid die ou, dan kom hy vir gebed, ons lee hande op en ons sop om, ons gooi olie en ons klap om en ons lee hande en ons skop om en laat hy net recht kom. Yes, en dan sien die Heer om met een nieuwe contract en dan, dan kry hy 4 by 4 man. Dan kan hy nie by die kerk uitkom, want hy het nou 4 by 4 weekend met die family. Hy is nou a family man. 
A family man brings his kids to church, not to go to dunes. Oh, okay. I hope somebody's listening. We need to be prepared for war, listen to me, in peacetime and in wartime. In fact, I want to say all the time. We need to be preparing ourselves. No matter whether it's good and it's lacquer or whether you're going through the most difficult time. Because it's that difficult time that we tend to be a little bit more intense in our way. He has this naval officer. He was a captain. And, and he, he retired early. And they asked him about his, why did you retire early? Listen to what he said. He says, I, ha- I hate to admit this. He says, but I like the wartime Navy a lot better than the peace one. Not like I like to fight. He says, but in, in wartime, he says, we knew why we were where we were and what our purposes were. You see, we need to know why we're doing what we're doing and what the purpose of our calling is. You see, my mom stands up and stands every day and we come back next week and we go to the church and then we go do other things and Sunday we pull the church thing again. It's got to be a 24-7 lifestyle. Amen. 24-7 lifestyle. <laughs> and, and it needs to be like that. He says, he says, in peacetime, nobody seems to know what we're doing. <laughs> and it is so. And that's why the calf is in a ray today. Because in peacetime, we just don't know what we're doing. But let me just warn you today. Here lekker by mekaar kom, and it's lekker om so by mekaar te kom. Overseas, you can't someone do this stuff easily. You come in the name of Jesus. They think we're bigots. They call us all sorts of stuff. It's the most un... They talk about... They say you, you say your religion is love, but it's not love because it's hate. Why? Because we tell them the truth. You cannot do these things. And they hate it. They don't want to hear it. The world, the world don't want to hear it. And you can see the ungodly is rising up. The Bible says those that are filthy are becoming filthier. Those that are pure are becoming more pure. There's a... These carpet and these bokers are going to escape. Now, ongeluk is daar soms kapen met bokneigings, wat nou moet terugkom. Amen. Praise God. And it is, it's a time, in time of peace and, and, and comfort and, and idleness, we must be preparing ourselves for the unexpected. And sadly, many Christians just, just don't do that. Just live in a, a very relaxed, easy-go life. You think, if ever there was a scripture that's relevant today, when I tell you this is war, listen to this, 1 Peter 5, 8, he says, say it, this one's dark. That's not the one, eh? Yeah, that's the one. He says, be sober, well-balanced, and self-disciplined. Be alert, and be cautious. When? At all times. What must we be? We must be sober. Kijk, as you paar... Oelofberge in het, is jy nie sober nie, ne? Wil het net noem. In a papsak. Like a lot in the cape. My lanies. Love those brothers. But we need to be sober. We need to be well balanced. We need to be self-disciplined. We need to be alert and cautious at all times. Why does he say that? For this reason. The enemy of yours. Listen to that, yours. The devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. Let me tell you, the most dangerous part about, uh, about wartime is peacetime. Because when there's a truce between two enemies, kijk as ons bekleid aan beet ons, ekspiraat hier ons, maar ons het nou a truce. And now we don't know what the enemy is preparing behind the scene to come back with another move. 
And that's what the enemy does with our lives. He comes. We need to be ready. That's why we must always be alert, awake, and preparing for war. Here's the same scripture in the Living Bible, 1 Peter 5, but I've just added verse 9 here. He says, be careful. Watch out for the attacks from Satan. Your great enemy. Who is he? Our great what? Enemy. And then he says, he prowls around like a hungry lion. Have you ever seen a hungry lion? South Africa. America, they think they walk in our streets. <laughs> Crazy, I say. You come from Africa? <laughs> yeah, the lions and the elephants, they walk around in your street. So I don't help them right now. They, they think we're quite main mother. Walk here next to the lions. But we have a lion. He's not only walking around the streets, he's walking everywhere. Let me tell you something. And he says, he says he's a hungry lion looking for some victim to tear apart. Then he encourages us to stand firm when he attacks. What does stand firm mean? Look, stand firm means, and, and the question I would ask this morning to you is, what are you busy with right now? What were you busy with yesterday? What prayer time have you been putting in? How steady are you? How firm are you on that foundation we sang about? What are you busy with right now? What are you conscious about? How aware are you of scriptures that gives you power to resist the enemy in your life? That's what standing firm is all about. Because if you don't heed this stuff, it may be too late. And we give the enemy a hold in our lives. Proverbs 12 verse 15. Some of says it straight. I love this in Amplified. He says, the way of the arrogant fool. Jeez, okay. I don't have to say that. The scripture. You can't blame the pastor now. The way of an arrogant fool who rejects God's wisdom is right in his own eyes. This is a great problem. It's always puzzled me and bothered me as, as I've been ministering and you minister to people. They've always got their own opinion. Instead of submitting and surrendering under the authority that God has put them and be the best Christian they can be and fight this war, then And they said this, and I don't like that. And then we hit the triple C's. You know that story? Criticize, complain, and condemn. Oh, you can see. As you enige van die goed bezig is in jou leven, is jy teruggeval. Did you hear what I just said? Because anybody that's criticizing, complaining, and condemning, there's something wrong with you. God has not called us to that stuff. He's called us to build relationships. He's built us, called us to be dynamic in Jesus' name. Listen to this. But a wise and a prudent man, he listens to counsel. And isn't that what that scripture said in Proverbs? He says, yeah, plans are established by counsel. So make war only with God's guidance. And we need to do that. With God's guidance. Paul writes to the, to, to the Corinthian church, 2 Corinthians 2 verse 11, he says, to keep Satan from getting an advantage over us, for we are not ignorant of his intentions. While I'm not awake, listen to me, he will get hold of you. He will take an advantage over you. And I would sense this morning, there's some people that the enemy has taken advantage already over your life. And sometimes we don't even realize it. You just need to stand firm in your faith that Jesus has called you to do. The question is, is, is the only time that you do like really deep praying or warfare is when you find yourself in a gut? Oh yeah, but for my brother sister, I was in a gut, I was financially, I had my job, I had my kids, I had my wife, and I had a problem with my wife or my man. I was born so on that. 
but, but there's crises in our lives. Yes, and then, we, then we're in the war, man. Then we pray. We understand what it means to pray. But listen, we must pray all of the time, not only when you're in a war. That's so sad. So Christians are only praying when there's a crisis. I think sometimes God brings a crisis in our lives just to let us pray a little bit. Eh? It is so. Ephesians 4 verse 27 says this, and do not give the devil a foothold. Have you ever tried to run when I've got your foot in a hold? <laughs> Amen. You're going to plug. You're going to hit the dirt. A foothold. And, and that's the problem. Don't give the devil a foothold. Why? Because we're not ignorant of his devices. But, but you know what? If we're not studying the word and we're not into the word, then we're, not, we're going to be ignorant of his devices. Amen. Can I carry on? We need to continually be preparing for war. Listen to this. And here's one of the best reasons why we need to. And, and this brings this scripture into 2023. Today's the 11th, isn't it? Of, of June. Revelation 12, verse 1 and 2. Just listen to it. And follow that scripture. And they overcame and they conquered him. That's Satan. Because of the blood of the Lamb. Firstly, we've overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb. We're not running around pleading blood. We've overcome him. Why? Because the blood was shed on the cross, and I'm now covered by the blood of Jesus, and he has no play in my life. I am overcomer. 1 John 4 verse 4, greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Amen. So we are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb. Jesus, Satan sees the blood over your life. He cannot influence your life unless you give him ground. Amen. He says we've overcome him because of the blood of the Lamb. And here's the other beautiful part. Because of the word of their testimony. Speaking boldly. That's what I said earlier on. We need to speak out. We need, when he says prepare for war. He says come and proclaim it before the nations. That's what we need to be doing. We need to speak it. We need to give our testimony. The best thing you've got as a Christian is your chatayinus. Your testimony. Nobody can take it away from you. I love it. No matter where I come. No matter how, even where I was now, talking to people and they ridicule you and they insult you. I said, listen, let me tell you. And I've, I've said it here before. You have the long testimony and the short one. And the short one is when I gave my life to Jesus as a really rough, underscore failgood, God saved me. And when I went back into my offices on the Monday morning, they all wanted to hear about my gory, dirty details. And I said, guys, you won't believe this. I gave my life to Jesus. And I told you. My mate got up and he said to me, yes, God's desperate. That's what they said to me. And, and it's quite amazing. But you see, the word of my testimony, nobody can rob you from that. Jesus is my wonder. Speak a bit of hope. Speak a bit of life. Let me tell you, people are hungry and thirsty because everybody has this vacuum. And the only one that can fill that vacuum is called Jesus Christ. We're dead in our trespasses and sins. But Jesus came to give us life. And he came to bring us out of darkness into light. And we, we hope carriers, every one of us. But in this world where opposition is coming and the devil is managing to shut the church up. Amen. I know we don't want to hear that. But it's not you, Oaks. It's other Oaks. They're going to listen to the podcast. I know it. Yeah. But, but, but listen to this. He says, if they even did not love their life to renounce their faith, even when faced with death. You know what Jesus said? 
He's talking about the end times. He says, will I find faith when I come back to the earth? Will there still be people that will have believing in me? Can you see there's a deterioration in humanity? If you go read 2 Timothy 3, verse 1 and 2, he says, in the Living Bible, he says, mark this, brother, it's going to be difficult to be a Christian because people are going to be lovers of themselves. They're going to love money. They're going to want to go to places to hear people tickling their ears with nice stuff. And, and that nice stuff's not going to get us anywhere. Amen. We need to know that. That is the truth. Because here's the part that we need to sit up and take care of. Listen to this. Therefore, rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them in the presence of God. The ontmoet voor ons gegaan het, but the Heere is hulle snow in a happy place. He says, they're rejoicing. Hallelujah. Isn't what Paul says? To live is Christ, but to die is gain. You know? That's the wonderful thing. When we die. That's all we do. We die. Because we step out of this dimension to go to be with Jesus. But he says they're rejoicing. But here's the scripture for you and I today. Woe to you earth. Unless you're not an earthling here and you're weird. But this woe to you earth. So he's talking to us here. He says in the sea. Because listen to this. The devil has come down to you in, with great wrath. Knowing that he is only a short time remaining. I can tell you something. The devil is fighting with the gloves off now. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to understand and see the deterioration in the world. Like somebody asked somebody else, how many, how many genders do we have? He says, oh yeah, there's 52. He says, no, no, we've got two genders. There's 52 crazy people. Seriously. And you can't speak out about this stuff. And, and, and they're coming and they, they're abusing the situation. I don't want to talk on this platform except to say this. We need to stand firm in our faith against this stuff. Now. We need to speak out against this stuff. Weakness, meekness is not weakness. And, and, and they always say that to you. They take you on and they say, listen, man, you're not a love and you're supposed to be a Christian. This is not the Jesus I know. Yeah, absolutely it's not the Jesus you know because it's not the Jesus you're serving because the Jesus I know he says, take up your cross every day and follow me and humble yourself and surrender yourself and, and walk without sin. What did he say to the woman caught in adultery? He said to go and sin no more. He didn't say go sin once more. <laughs> he said go sin no more. You see, I mean, one of these days we're going to have, uh, 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 never mind the pride month, we're going to have Peter Failure month. I mean, because it's fair. Because we're opening up to all sorts of stupidity. This world is going mal, let me tell you. Satan has come down with great fury. He's confusing the human race. People who are not centered in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, the warning comes. We're going to start drifting. Nader and proud Christen say, Shame, ons moet hulle ook lief hee. Nee, jy moet hulle lief hee. Don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is, wanneer jy saam praat met wat verkeerd is, om het goed te praat, dan is die een probleem. Yes, did you understand that? Because I'm not sure I can say that again. But that was good. Now, let it stick there. The enemy, I know this, is continuously strategizing. He's planning and scheming all the time. That's why, it, listen, it's the devoted, it's the committed that walk in victory. We need to be devoted to our Lord Jesus Christ. His intention is failure. He wants you to give up. He wants you to become discouraged. He wants you to doubt God's word. He wants you to go back to your old life and think, Hierdie hele geestelike story is nonsense. 
Because let me tell you, it's becoming more and more prevalent in our society. I mean, he has this one, oak I'm watching on YouTube here, and he's sitting there, nice young man, and he says, no, and he's got an imam sitting here next to him, and he says, you know what, I, I grew up in a Christian home and everything, but I've decided to join the, the Muslim faith. Young guy. And he says, because you know what I like about them? They're so sincere, and they're disciplined, and they don't have all of this other stuff. He says, there's so many Christian churches. There's so many Christians preaching this. And obviously, he draws with the chicks, because he says, he says, on a Saturday night, the chicks are all jolling and drinking going mad. Sunday, they sit in church and they're also lowly. <laughs> you see, people are losing the message of Christ because of Christians. Isn't that what Gandhi said? He said, if it wasn't for Christians, I'd have been a Christian. Because they don't see that reality in our lives. We need to raise the standard. We need to stir up. We need to come. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Listen, Ecclesiastes 10 verse 18 says, By much slothfulness, Kenny Burke is what slothfulness is. The betekken slapgeit. Nee man. Hey. Jelle mense. Kom, God just clean my mind. Geit. Much slapgeit. Much laziness. That's what it really is. There's, a, there's an animal called a sloth. Have you checked him? Takes him about an hour to move a minute. That's what that says. Eh? He says, by much laziness, the building decayed. And through idleness of hands, the house leaked. And you see, we filled with the Holy Spirit. But, but what's happening is, this vessel in honor for God is busy leaking. There's cracks in it. We need to ask God to repair the cracks in our lives. Amen. We need to do it. We, and I think I've told you this one, and my wife always fights with me. She says, don't tell them the same stuff, man. They don't want to hear the same stuff. So we've got one guest here today, so there's two guests. So this is for you too, not for the rest. About the evangelist story, when the kept coming to the front, and he says, Lord, fill me, fill me, and then he goes and sits down. And then the Saturday night, they have a, a, a Feltoch again, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Saturday night he comes, Lord, fill me, fill me. And he, they pray for him and he goes back. Sunday morning he runs down the aisle again. Lord, fill me, fill me. And I scream from the back, Lord, don't fill him because he leaks. <laughs> so, oh, that was good. You never heard that one before. That's an old one. Thank you for laughing. Makes me feel good. Proverbs 25, 19 says this, Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken tooth or a foot out of joint. Defeated, your foot out of joint. You cannot trust an unfaithful man. We need to be faithful. Amen. What a faithful God we serve. We sang it. Because he's faithful, we need to be faithful. Amen. We need to be faithful. You cannot be useful to the army of God. I mean, think about this. Isn't it maybe that you're in the stuff that you're in? And I'm, I'm going to close off any minute now. Just be patient. Can it be that maybe the reason that your life right now is in a little bit of turmoil and you're going through stuff? And let me, let me just ask you, because you've allowed things to slip in your life. What about your prayer time? It's good to talk about these things. You see, Matthew 6, 6, Jesus speaking, and he says, when you pray, go into your inner room, lock the door behind you, and your father that sees in secret will openly reward you when you walk out of that door. But when last did you spend 
At least 10 minutes in the presence of God. Not, hallelujah, Jesus. I forgot to pray this morning, Lord, I'm late. Ah, you blooming taxi. In Jesus' name. And I'm <laughs> my family, Lord, the breakthrough. Yo, idiot. Lord, in Jesus. And we have a prayer meeting in our cars. That's not what the Bible's talking about. Listen, what about reading your word? You know, what's a, it's a tragic statistic. Savannah Research. He researched Christians, not people who say they're religious Christians. Christians going to churches, big churches. 60% of confessing Christians do not read their Bibles. You think, how is that possible? Because if you're not reading the manual, how are you walking by the way the manual tells you to go? And so many Christians don't read their Bibles. Let me tell you something. This place would be fuller if we had more people praying and just reading their Bibles. <laughs> Hello. It's a truth. It's the truth. Because the Bible will tell you not to take offense. The Bible will tell you what you should do and how you should forgive and how you should do all the nice stuff. But we don't do that stuff. We, we do our own thing. Now, what about pressing into change? Since January to June, how have your, how's your life been changing? Have you changed spiritually? Are you dealing with issues? Are you an impatient person? Or are you doing things to be a little bit more patient? But don't pray to God and ask Him for patience because then you've got problems. He's going to call you in holes that you need to be patient. What about, <laughs> have, you, have you just become plain slack? That's the question. We need to be armed and dangerous because this is war. Amen. So now we're going to come and land now. This is what Ephesians 6.13 says. Put on God's complete armor and stand. The Bible says in Ephesians 6, when you've done all to stand, then the next verse says, stand therefore. I've done all to stand. I read the Bible, I do everything, and I come in and I fall over. <laughs> it's stupid. We don't do that. We need to stand. Listen, yes, there's a few things when the attacks come in our lives. The first one is, you need to put on the belt of truth. You need to know the Word of God. That's why you've got to read the Word of God. And in fact, your, the, the breastplate and all the other hood and the scabbard that holds your sword and all this is all tied to the truth. Isn't what happened when the, when the, 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 well, the disciples at the time came to Jesus? There were a couple of them that believed in him, uh, the Jewish people, and, and they were talking to him. And Jesus saw potentially in his eyes. And then he said to them, it says those that believed him, not believed in him, they believed him. And then he, he gives this amazing story to them. He says to them, if you abide in my word, he says, then the truth will abide in you. And then he says, and then that truth that's in you will set you free. You see, many times we say, oh, the truth will set you free, brother. Tell people the truth. No, 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 no. You need to abide in the truth. And when you're in that truth and you understand the truth, you walk in freedom. Hallelujah. Are you all with me here? We need to do that. And then what about the breastplate of righteousness? In right standing with God. It's all about integrity, knowing who you are in Christ. Do you know who you are in Christ? We get so punch drunk with all the rubbish that's out over there that we don't know who we are in Christ. You need to know you're more than an overcomer in Christ Jesus. What about the shoes to stand firm? I mean, other than it says to go and share the gospel, but it's also to stand fast so the devil can't defeat you. <laughs> So you can scoop the devil before he defeats you. What about the shield of faith? The Bible says he quenches all the arrows that come your way. 
hey, the shield of faith, om te glo wat die skrif sê, the helmet of salvation, we must get to a place where we put on the helmet of salvation, you know what that protection is, that you will always know that you know that you're a child of God, you know how many people I connect with that say, pastor, I'm not sure I'm going to heaven, I'm not sure I'm saved, people have doubts, have you ever had doubts like that in your life, you wonder, yeah. people do, when you so for them like me, you'll think almost so, like we the helmet of salvation, the sword, which is the word of God. Your sword must be sharp and ready for battle. It's a two-edged sword. We need to have the word. We fight with the word of God because it's the truth. That sets us free. And then lastly, to pray in the spirit. We need to be equipped. Timothy, 1 Timothy 6, 12 says this. Fight the good fight of faith. Church, this is war. There is a time that we need to be preparing for war. There's no time for relaxing. If you ever thought you could sit back on your lower and no nuts do nie, there's nie no die tijd nie. We've moved on. Ons het te gemakkelijk gekom in ons gemakkelijkheid. Ach, ons gaan KFC vandag. Listen, corporate fellowship like this is probably the most important on your agenda for spiritual growth too. Hello. This is where God meets us. This is when we come together corporately. He pours out His anointing. You get the word, you get ministry. That's why part God put pastors and teachers to, to help grow his church. That's why you come here. Amen. Not just to do something on a Sunday morning. We need to ensure that we walk in the more that Jesus has prepared for us. We need to even be more tuned in our, uh, to our high calling and purpose than we ever were before. That, that scripture there in Ephesians 5.15, uh, just another one that I was reading through the other day. But just, just listen to this. Ephesians 5. Verse 15, he says, look carefully then how you walk, live purposefully and worthily and accurately, not as the unwise and the witless, that's the silly, but as wise, sensible, intelligent people. Then he says, make the most out of every opportunity. That is the call of God on your life and on my life. When God says to his church in Joel 3, 9, stir up, draw near, come up, sit up, take note, beware. It is for a very, very good reason. God wants us to be overcomers. The opposition's strong. The enemies come down to us with great fury because he knows his time is short. Church, you're fully equipped if you're a child of God and Jesus through the Holy Spirit living in your life. But you know what? We need to jerk that slack out of our lives again. Our obedience will unleash His provision for the vision that we've got to prepare and live out. My prayer to this morning, listen to the anger, that God will really minister to our hearts through what you've heard today. This is war, remember that. May God bless you today. I'm going to ask that uh, Babu Yossi will come up and share communion with us and as we take this communion, I, I don't know what he has prepared. We've not spoken about it other than he's going to. So you will hear where the Spirit of the Lord takes us. But, but this is a wonderful time to take this communion to connect yourself afresh with the one who made a way for you. Amen. May God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor George. We're going to have communion now. 
about 2,000 years ago, one Thursday evening, Jesus sat down with his friends, and that's where last supper comes from. It means the last time Jesus and his disciples ate together. And he said, the next time we'll be doing this, Jesus and us will be in heaven. When we drink the new wine, a, a, a really funny thing happened to me this week as I was spending time with God. I was reading that scripture that says, all of us have sinned except Jesus. He hanged blameless on that cross. And I said, Lord, I want to be like you. I, I, I also want to be without sin. And the Holy Spirit stopped me and he said, don't say that because you can't. I've already paid the price for you. He said, you know how you will overcome Revelation 12, verse 11, we just saw it on the board there now. By the blood of the Lamb, we will conquer, and by our, by our testimony. So I invite you now to go fetch your wine and your bread, the blood of the Lamb, the body of Christ, and that's how we overcame. He's already paid the price for all of us. We're not going to wait for each other this morning to have our our blood of Christ and the body of Christ. The band is going to play for us in the background. And If you use this bread and wine this morning, if you want to get involved in this war, then discuss it with God. If you want to get back into this war and say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner, but use me as I am. Have that discussion with God this morning. I would so much like to fight side by side with you. But you know, if we get involved in this fight, there's a real enemy out there. And your life is on the line. If you're not prepared to get involved in this fight and eventually die in this battle, rather not get involved in it. As you're using the blood and the bread this morning, make a new commitment. Commit to get involved in this, in, in, in this war. And let's win this battle and be prepared to fight to your last breath. Thank you, Band. Lord Jesus, we know that 
because of sin. We deserve death. But we are so thankful that you came, lived a sin-free life, but yet hang as sin on that cross in our place. And Father, this morning as I commit myself anew to get involved in this battle and to fight this war against the enemy. Father, I ask that you will guide us, that we will keep our eyes on you as our commander and our leader. Father, and as brothers and sisters in this audience are making a new commitment to you this morning, I pray your blessing over them. I ask for your guidance. And Father, as we depart now, I ask that you be with each and every one of us, that you keep us and put a new energy in our hearts. Let us get rid of slothfulness. Give us new energy. A spirit of power and of love and of wisdom so that we will know how to fight this fight. Amen. If you enjoyed this session and you'd like to know more about us, then please come and connect with us through our website, our social media platforms, and come subscribe to our YouTube channel. All the links are listed below. Beyond that, we trust that you have an incredible week.